Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Max Weinrich, diver at Indiana University. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Sideline Scout. Use our link tree in our Instagram bio to get over to sidelinescout.com. Get yourself hooked up with Poolside Live at an absolute minimum. That's your video replay system. And they have the upgrade to the box package, which I know IU uses and Clarion uses with their golf scoring system. We were just talking about that before we got on. Um, so, yes, like I said, Sideline Scout, it's the best in the business. Also, if you're new to diving, check out episode number two of the Diving Pod. That is our Diving 101 it explains the numbers, the letters, the scoring. We've been told that's very helpful for parents um, and anybody that's just new to the sport. So with that, here's Max. All right, Max. So jumping in right away, just kind of take us through your diving journey, how you got started in the sport, how you got to where you are now, and, and really walk us through that recruiting process and why you chose IU. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess I'll just start from the very beginning. Um, so I did gymnastics, you know, from when I was probably five uh, to seven years old. And then there was one summer, um, I'm from Maryland, so there's like a big uh, summer diving scene there, you know, at your local pool, you do that. So um, I wanted to just stay home and play video games all summer, had nothing to do. And my mom said, okay, you can't do that. You got to either pick swimming or diving. So I picked diving. Um and I was seven years old and I kind of just loved it right away. Um, I liked to do flips a lot from gymnastics. Um, and I kind of just fell in love with being at the pool all the time. Um, so then, yeah, I fast forward about a year. I had my second season of summer diving um, and then started to like really get into it um, and started to, you know, learn some more difficult dives and started to do well in those meets and I would say this is like the biggest turning point in my early diving career is so before all the Olympics, you know how they do like the pre-camp somewhere in the U.S. and they do like a dive show and uh, signing all the athletes, the Olympic athletes. Um, so for whatever reason, they came to Montgomery County, Maryland, which is where I'm from. So I got to meet David Budaya, meet Nick McCrory, you know, Drew Johansson, my coach now was there at the time. Um, and I just met all those guys and that was like a huge turning point. Cause then I got to watch the Olympics, like, Hey, I know these guys, you know, it made it seem possible. Um, and then, yeah, shortly after that, I joined MDC Montgomery dive club and was coached by Wes Matice. Um, and he really brought me up through my junior career and, you know, him and I had some great successes together and really got along as a pair. Um, and then, yeah, I ended up at IU because um, I would say one of the biggest things was um, the team, you know, Quinn and Carson a year ahead of me already going there. Um, and those are like some of my best friends really motivated and pushed me to get there. Um, and then, you know, Drew is just such a phenomenal coach and a really great guy as well. Um, and so, it, you know, the opportunity was there and I just... I had to take it and I'm really uh, fortunate for that opportunity. So, yeah. Cool. Um, so this is kind of hits home for me back in high school, you were the 2022 high school national champion. And for those of you who don't know, it's a, it's a process where you send in a videotape of your best meet and basically the NISCA, the National Interscholastic Swim Coaches Association, they vote on all those videos and they rescore the meet into a top 100 essentially in America. And it might be more, it might be less, um, but Max was the overall national champion. So Max, my question is, is that something that you hold value in and, and where does that sit for you as far as an accomplishment? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, I, I think it sits pretty high, honestly. Um, especially cause I've like never really considered myself a one meter diver. Um, Drew always jokes that I get better the higher up I go. So I mean, to be able to win a national title on one meter, um, it meant a lot for sure. And in high school diving um, is just a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I like being involved with the swim team as well. And so that's like, you get to have your swim teammates and all that stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of that accomplishment. Um, 
and I love high school diving. I think it's a great system. Cool. Yeah, I have a high schooler who was just nominated onto that All-American list. So when I was looking it up, I saw your video. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to ask him about that. That's cool. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. So, so Max, we see a lot of club divers, especially high-level club divers, maybe don't do the high school circuit. So what was that dynamic like as an elite-level club diver choosing to do high school, and how was that dynamic between your high school coach and your club coach? So to answer your question about the coaches, it was pretty funny. So my school didn't have, like, a specific dive coach. We just had a swim coach that, you know – kind of helped out with the divers but you know we didn't really get any coaching um but I still think that he kind of like pushed me in a sense to like do well at those meets because he was just a super cool guy even though he didn't know anything about diving like he would just give me the energy give me a fist bump and be like yo let's go do this thing and so like he didn't give me any technique but he got me like fired up he got me in a good headspace so, like, I'm really thankful for him. I think he helped me a lot. <laughs> he, he's just your hype man, right? Yeah, he was just my, my good friend. And, you know, we just charged. That's awesome. First, like a bull. So I do have just a couple follow-ups here. So, you know, Wes left right before your senior year, correct, to go to NC State. Yep. So my first question for you is, did you ever consider – going to NC state. Was that ever on your list of like, maybe I'll look there because Wes is there. Um, yeah, it definitely was. Um, and yeah, yeah, it, it definitely was uh, because, you know, I just get along with him so well. Yeah. Um, he like really is somewhat of a father figure to me. Um, so I just, yeah, I, it was hard to like, not look there. Right. Um, and just kind of a side note, I can like, and you know, we'll see, what happens as time goes on, but I can see myself like maybe once I graduate from IU, like, and I want to go for another Olympic cycle, like maybe I'll go train with Wes for the last four years. Uh, and that's try cool. To, try to finish it how I started. Um, I mean, we'll see how my, how my body is and <laughs> where my mind's at, but um, that's something that recently I've been thinking about. Cause I think that'd be cool. He, yeah. He, he really is. Like, I think Wes, we, we talk about some of these coaches we really look up to. I think Wes is just an, a phenomenal coach in our ranks, especially like young coach. Um, and then my last follow-up just regarding like high school slash club coaching is, you know, so Wes had left and then I believe you went and trained with Steph Sutton over at DDC. So I right. have to ask you, what was that dynamic? Like going from Wes, who I view as pretty laid back, like go with the flow, like, and then Steph, who has the reputation of being a tough coach. And I mean, like, and she is, and she's awesome. So what was that dynamic like in changing that coach for you in your senior year? I mean, I think it was honestly perfect for me. Um, I think it was really like a great scenario, right place, right time. Um, because I feel like it's kind of common for athletes, like your senior year of high school, especially like you kind of go through some like burnout you know, like we just came off COVID. I'm like, I've been doing this sport for 11 years already. Like, and Wes is not really, or to me, he wasn't like really super hard on me and wouldn't push me super hard. Um, and Steph was. So mm -hmm. like, if I wasn't feeling it or if I was, you know, missing practices or whatever, Steph would be on my butt about it, um, which I think was amazing and like just what I needed. Um, and like growing up with Wes, like, it was always, he was like, you'll do this new dive when you're completely ready and confident to do this new dive. And I think when I was 14, 15, 16 years old, that was perfect. Um, but when I was 18 training with Steph, I remember she really wanted me to do 307 on three meter. And I was just so scared. I'm like, Steph, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't feel ready. Like, let's just give it some more time. And she was like, dude, you're doing this dive right now. Like you don't really have a choice. <laughs> And I, and I go up and, you know, the first one was decent. And I like, so she really gives you that push, which I, I think I needed. And I'm super thankful for her. That's awesome. That's, I mean, what, what an amazing opportunity just to all the coaches you've had. So that's incredible. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You mentioned the similarities and differences between Wes and Steph, but now can you tie Drew into that conversation? How does he, um, how is he similar and different from maybe each of them? Yeah, um, I think he's similar to Steph in the way where he's really going to push you and he's really going to hold you accountable. Um, I think that's like one of the best, like one of the things that he's best at is holding his divers accountable and like 
helping them reach their full potential. Cause I feel like he can see the vision for like where, how good you can be before even you can see it sometimes. Um, so I think him and Steph are really similar in that way. Um, but I think him and Wes are very similar in the sense, like they both like always ask a lot of questions about like what's going on outside of the pool, try to make sure like you're okay. And that's like one thing I'm learning about Drew is like, he really is a caring guy. Like he looks out for all his athletes, make sure you're doing well. If you need a break for your mental health, or if you need to take care of school, like he is so quick to be like, yes, go ahead, take your break. Um, which I think him and Wes are similar in that way. And I think that's a really good thing because um, it is a balance and diving is not, you know, the only thing in life, although it might be one of the most important things for me right now. <laughs> that's a great way to say it, how it might not be the most important or most important thing, but it might be one of the most important things right now. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a great perspective. Um, well, I think speaking of the most important thing right now, um, you know, you had a really strong freshman NCAA season, which, you know, I hope you're happy with it. It was pretty impressive. And now you get the opportunity to go to Worlds for mixed synchro with one of our top junior females, Kaylee Bishop. What are you looking forward to most about that experience in Japan? Um, I'm really looking forward to a couple different things. Um, I mean, first of all, just going to see Japan, see what it's like over there, eat the food, you know, like really just take all that in because you know, I don't know how many times in my life I'm going to be over on that side of the world. So I really want to soak it all in. Um, but, you know, from a diving standpoint, I'm really excited to just live in that environment for, you know, 20 days, be around the best of the best, compete against, you know, some of the people that I looked up to growing up um, and really just get a taste of that going into an Olympic year, I think will be super important for me. Um, and also Drew, um is having me like so I compete the second day of competition and there's like four or five more after that and Drew's like yeah you're not done when you're done competing he's like we're going to continue to train in that environment because you know just being around that's Jack Law and you know Cal Yuan and all the like the best of the best you, you know you can really make some gains while you're there just training yeah um, just soak so, it in yeah totally be be in that pool be in that environment um we think that's going to be super important for me Awesome. That's genius, man. Yeah. I love that. Drew, Drew, he knows he, he's got something. The sixth sense for diving. <laughs> uh, so Max, what are some of the things you're working on now to get to that next level? Maybe even as an individual on this world stage, um, what are you working on? Um, so I'll start outside of the pool. Um, so I'm living with Quinn Henninger now and um, Dash Glassberg. And uh, one of the things we're really focused on is, you know, nutrition, sleep, um, because that's something that I've kind of struggled with in the past. You know, I've been known to definitely eat some fast food here and there and, you know, stay up maybe later than I should. But, um, you know, Quinn and I have decided like we're really trying to level up. And we think one of the best ways to do that is to take care of our bodies even better. Um, yeah. So we've been cooking every night. We do steak Wednesdays, and so we fire up the grill, put some steaks on there, get some asparagus going, um, you know, whatever we're feeling. Uh, but yeah, so we're trying to do that. Um, and in the pool, one thing that I'm like a specific dive is uh, a handstand dive. So I've been doing the the six one four on ten meter for uh, seven years now, just about, which is crazy. Um, and so to level up my platform list, I just really need a, a back arm stand, something with higher DD. Um, Cause like, so going into the 2020 trials, I qualified to compete on platform, but I didn't have the DD cause I was missing that handstand. So I got the score with the lower DD and then wasn't able to compete, um, which was unfortunate. And we don't want that to happen again. So we're pushing for that dive. Um, whether it be a 626 or a 6243, um, we're just looking for something there. So, yeah. Cool. So how do you like your steaks? I personally like mine medium. You know, nice. I, I know that might not be a popular opinion, <laughs> uh, 
But I don't know. Too much blood in there kind of wigs me out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, honestly, it's it's interesting hearing you talk about the thing to kind of level up is something outside of the pool. I think that's something great for our young listeners to hear and something to uh, to try out to try to find it. Maybe share it on the diving pod. Instagram is uh, Matt Fraser. He's like the eight or ten time CrossFit world champion. He he was in an interview and he said if sleep wasn't like normal it would be considered a performance enhancing drug because if you actually take take it serious it can help you that much so i think you guys are really on to something taking care of yourselves outside of the pool um speaking of leveling up where do you think you've kind of grown the most or leveled up the most since you started diving that's a that's a good question that's an interesting question um i mean obviously your technique continues to get better and better as you grow older um but I would say the thing that has leveled up for me the most since, you know, starting to kind of be on the national stage is my mental game. Um, there was a couple years, like when you're super little, I feel like you don't really think about competing that much. It kind of just happens and you just, your dives end up how they're going to end up. Um, but there was one year in particular, I remember at a junior nationals where I was like in practice, you know, I just wasn't missing very often. Um, I was just diving really great. And I remember getting to this junior nationals and did, you know, probably the worst set of optionals I've ever like done in the final. And I was like, I don't know why that happened. And um, so I started to like do some sports psychology and stuff and really learn about competing and learn about myself and my own mind. Um, And I think that's where I've made the most gains. Um, Because now, even if I'm super nervous, I feel like I have the tools where I can kind of channel that into good energy um, and, you know, use it to your advantage as opposed to trying to just push it out. Um, So I think that's something that, um, yeah, like I feel like at the most recent nationals during uh, the mixed synchro event where Kaylee and I, we needed a good last dive um, and we were both super nervous. Like I remember, you know, almost shaking there standing about to do my 107. Um, But just being able to take a deep breath and, uh, get centered, you know, it goes a long way. And so that's something that I'm proud of. Harness the good energy. That's straight out of happy Gilmore. I love that. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. He's, it's such a Can stupid movie, but yeah, he says <laughs> harness the good energy and block out the bad. Uh, so true. So simple, but so true. So mm-hmm. simple. Uh, so <laughs> overall, what would you say your favorite diving memory is? Um, I would say this one has to go to a, a West Matthijs moment. Um, so this was in 2018 when it happened, but I'm going to back up a little bit first. So in 2016, him and I set a goal. We were like, look, in two years, we have junior worlds and we really want to be on that junior world team. So we sat down, we said, okay, what dives do we need to be doing on 10 meter to be able to accomplish that? And this is 14, 15. Um, we were like, okay, we'll use a 107B a 407C, a 305C, and a 205B. And so for the next two years, we learned the dives. We, you know, honed in on the skills and um, eventually was training where I was training the dives for about a year uh, going into the trials. Um, And then at the trials, I ended up having uh, one of the best meets of my life and qualified for the junior world team. And I remember I hit the water on my 305, my last dive, and I I nailed it for like straight nine and a half or something. And I just came up and I just started crying so hard and Wes ran up and we hugged and it was just a, an awesome moment. Um, but what made it so special is how two years prior we set the goal and we were like, here's how we're going to do it. This is what's going to happen. And somehow, you know, it, it worked out and we checked all the boxes and we accomplished it. So that was you know, that's probably forever going to be one of my favorite diving moments. Um, that's cool. Just how we, we set our minds to it and, and we ended up doing it. I think it just goes to show you having that connection or that bond with your coach, it can just create some really special time, special, special moments. It probably had some really down moments too, that you guys had to work through together. Totally. Uh, all right, Max, this is our, uh, our next question here. I'm going to start asking from everyone. So you're going to be put on the hot seat here. Okay. Okay, who is your top ranked diver in the U.S.? And we'll we'll give you some parameters. 
They have to be going into their freshman year or older. So you can't pick a true junior that is going to be returning to juniors. So freshman this upcoming season or older, and it would be the person you want to send to compete on one meter, three meter, and 10 meter. It can be male or female, whatever you want to answer. Okay. So I have probably four picks and I'll, I'll name my, my top four right here. Yes. Um, and, nice. And some of these, some, some of these are going to be biased, but okay. So first I'm going to say Andrew Capabianco. I mean, that guy, you put him in any event. He's probably going to dive. Well, he's probably going to get top three. Um, Like, I mean, so good at one meter, so good at three meter. And even on platform, like, I feel like, I mean, definitely a lot of people remember seeing him as a junior diver, just yeah. shredding everything at like every junior nationals. He would just go off in the final on platform. Yep. Um, and even though he doesn't do a lot of the 10 meter dives anymore, um, I think if he got up there and started doing it, I think he would have no problem doing a big list. Um, so that's my first. Okay. My, my uh, second and third are going to be, again, this is might be a little biased, but it's got to be Quinn Carson. Um, (laughs) for the same reasons. I mean, you put him in any event, they're going to dive well, like, you know, Carson, big 10 champion on one meter, big 10 champion on platform NCAA champion on platform Quinn, a final on every event at big tens, uh, bronze on three meter bronze on platform at NCAAs, um, just all around great divers. And then fourth, and this isn't in any order. Also, this is just who came to mind. I'm going to have to say Tyler Downs, Um, you know, watching him at the 2020 trials get like fifth or something on platform Mm -hmm. and then go and win on three meter the next day. Like, you know, he's, he's just a dog again, put him in any event. He's going to dive well. Um, And yeah. So I would, I would love, I would love, love, love to see him compete one of these one meter events. I think it would be super fun to watch. Yeah, no, Tyler's so, so good. Um, (laughs) When when him and I were younger, I don't know if y'all knew this or I don't know if many people do, but him and I used to do synchro when we were younger. Um, and it came to a point where it was like 2018, 2019, um, where he was just, you know, out diving me so much on springboard in particular that he was just jumping t- three feet higher than me and all that stuff. So we had to disperse the synchro team, but um, still one of my good friends. And I think him and I are going to be rooming together at the world championships. Oh, nice. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah. It's always a good be, time. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you for your answers. That was good answers. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, think... and you know, I don't want to forget anybody. So I hope I didn't offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, Just he, throw that in there. He's really yeah. excited. We're, we're, we might start throwing out some, uh, some rankings of, uh, whether it's divers or coaches or both. I don't know what we're trying to cook up, but, uh, He's very interested in asking those questions from the divers themselves. So it's cool to hear an answer. Um, Let's talk about big meets. So like, what's your routine during big meets when you're in the competition? And then expanding on that, how do you structure your list? Okay, so routine. I mean, this is something that I'm still working on. Um, You know, sometimes I'll sit there with my headphones in and... I won't talk to anybody and I'll really be zoned in um, and in my own little bubble. And I've had meets where I've dove great doing that before. Um, And sometimes I'll be sitting next to one of my good friends and just chatting and, you know, laughing and hanging out and I'll dive great doing that. Um, So what I kind of try to do and, you know, this might change, but as of right now, I kind of try to just see how I'm feeling. Um, if I feel like chatting, I'm, I'm going to chat. Um, if I feel like zoning in, that's what I'm going to do. And, um, one of the things, like if I'm doing something and I, you know, I miss a couple dives in a row and I'm like, all right, this isn't working, then I'll change something up. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still learning about my routine. Um, but I think most, most meets, you can probably catch me sitting there listening to music. Um, and you know, in my own little world for the most part. Um, And the second part of that question, how do I structure my list? So I normally like to start with a a dive that I'm confident in, that I like, um, that I can do if I'm a little shaky and nervous, if it's the first dive in the final. Um, Just have that confidence in the first round. 
Um, second and third round is where I'll probably put some of my lesser confident dives. Um, you know, on three meter, that's where I put my backing gainer because this past season, those were dives that I struggled with a little bit. Um, and then in rounds four, five, and six, that's when I usually put my biggest dives, um, the dives where maybe I need a, a little bit of extra adrenaline to make this one around, you know, I'll put that last, um, second to last, I'll probably put one of my money dives, something I can count on so that I'm like, all right, round five, I got the money dive round six. I'm fired up. I can make the double out that sometimes I struggle making, um, so yeah, that's how I like to do it. Sam cool. sandwich the ones that I'm less confident, put them right in the middle. I like it. Yeah. So I, I remember hearing that from David I in some sort of interview or something. Maybe I just heard him say it, but you know, hide your misses in between. Yeah. Well, I, I love the fact that you are one of the first athletes. I could be wrong. Aaron will have to correct me if I am, that you're not locked into a routine. You're really go with the flow with that routine, which I think is probably an advantage for you because then you if you do the routine and something starts to go wrong, you're stuck doing that routine. So if something seems off, you can kind of adjust. I think that's awesome. Um, all right. So now we got some interesting ones. These are my favorite ones to ask typically is uh, tell us what it is like diving for Drew every day out of practice. What is that like getting to drive, dive for that man? Um, I mean, it's, it's an honor. It really is. He's one of the best coaches um, in the world, in my opinion. Um, and it, it really is an honor. Like I show up to practice and, you know, we have a mission and we just get to work every single day. We're not wasting any time. Goof. I mean, we might goof around a little bit, but you know, for the most part, it's, it's all business in there. Um, and like I touched on earlier, like he's a really good guy and, and he knows how to like cater to you as an individual. Like I've struggled with a bit of a back injury this year and He's been so, so good just like helping me through that mentally, um, you know, sharing some of his experience and wisdom with me. Um, and, you know, he like if you're hurt, you know, like he'll give you that space recover because we know long term, you know, that's what we're going to need instead of pushing through to do one extra event at a competition. Um, so, yeah, I, I love diving for Drew. He's a phenomenal coach. He really motivates me and pushes me to be the best athlete that I can. Um, and so that's something that I think is really, really good. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Uh, that's perfect. So next, before I ask you your best Drew story is, what does it mean to you to get to be a part of that IU just diving legacy and factory and the history that that program has produced? What does that mean to you? It It's so, so cool. And it, and it means a lot. It's really special. Um like one thing I'm actually wearing the shirt right now, it says feed the flame on the back of it. Um, and that was kind of our theme for this past year is IU diving, you know, has been a powerhouse since the sixties when Hobie was there, when he first started. Um, and so our goal, like as some, like a newcomer to the IU diving is like really feed that legacy, feed the flame, bring everything you can to the table and um, be proud of being a Hoosier, be proud of, you know, getting to dive for Drew and just to be able to dive in the facility and living in Bloomington, like in Bloomington, there's just so much history um, in athletics and diving. Um, and so it, it's, it's so, so awesome. Um, and we decided on the saying feed the flame. Cause we were like, what better way to say it than, you know, feed all those who came before you keep adding to it, keep making it bigger. Um, you know, so that's, it, it's, it's really cool. And I'm again, just honored to be able to be a part of it. Incredible. All right. And then best Drew Johansson story you can share with us. Best Drew Johansson story. This, that's a tough one. Um, I have, yeah. Okay. I, I have a, a funny one. Um, and I hope Carson doesn't get mad at me for telling this one, but <laughs> it, it's just so funny. So Drew, one day at the beginning of this past year, um, was like, okay, before, like, we're about to get in the water, like, before we start, you know, our normal workout, let's, like, do something cool, make me laugh, make me, impress me, which Drew never says, like, that's the only time I've ever heard him say that, and so we were <laughs> like, oh, let's go, like, we can impress Drew, yes, so we're all fired up. And he splits us into two teams um, and each person gets to have like 
they send one person from their team to do a dive to like impress Drew or make him laugh. And so I'm on a team with uh, like, I think it was me, Quinn, Will, um, you know, a couple other people, whatever. And Will just did like a, a front one and a half full twist with his hands by his side, you know, just kind of goofy, um, whatever. And Drew was like, okay, okay. And so Carson goes up to the five meter next, it's his turn. And he sits down backwards on the end of the five meter. And we're like, what is he about to do? And he was planning on rolling off his butt backwards on the five meter and doing a back one and a half and, you know, lining it up and doing a good dive. But what happened was, is Carson, I guess, just got too much momentum going into it, rolls back, smacks his head on the bottom of the five meter and just like landed flat on his back. And like, it was like, you know, the music stops. Like, it was just like, oh, what just happened? Like, and yeah, so... <laughs> It was just hilarious because it went from Drew being in this great mood. He never tells us to like, or rarely tells us to do something like that. And then he was like, okay, someone got hurt the only time I said it. Uh, yeah, no more of that. <laughs> He's so never telling you to, it, never saying impress me ever again. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So I, I think that was a pretty funny Drew story and a funny Carson story. Um, and the first thing Carson said when he got out of the water, he goes, oh, I got hurt. Like he was just like, <laughs> I, blew it. I blew our one shot. <laughs> nice. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I think he told us that one. It, no, yeah. we heard, we were, we heard that story at, um, Moss farms. Drew told us when we were in the house, yeah, the Airbnb. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so, nice. so yeah. funny though. Hearing it from your perspective though. Yeah, no, we, we were all just like, so hyped. Like, yes. And then we were like, oh, it's never happening again. <laughs> Crap. Like, <laughs> Fair enough. Too good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to segue away from diving for a couple questions here. Yeah. Uh, looking for recommendations on a book, a movie, and a TV show. Okay. So book, I will say I'm not a huge reader, um, but there is one book that I think has helped me a lot, um, not only in diving, but just in my own life. Uh, it's called The Way of the Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman. I don't know if y'all have read it before um or heard of it but it's uh it's a really good book it's about this gymnast who he was really good um and but he just you know was struggling with life outside of you know sport and so he just uh, met this like guy at a gas station who he refers to as Socrates and um this random guy he met at a gas station Socrates is just like so wise and um teaches him a lot about life so I think that's a really good read um awesome movie that's a tough one um what's like a great movie i really like the movie oh what's it called i was talking about it the other day um it's where he like goes on a game show it's a pretty popular movie and the it's truman a, show no it's like a sad it's a sad movie quinn would know quinn's a big movie guy <laughs> um okay maybe it'll hit me i'll come back to that one all right um TV show Breaking Bad. Um, that's my go-to. I love Breaking Bad. Um, but if I'm looking for something more chill, more relaxed, um, I love South Park. That's my favorite yes. cartoon of all time. Um, if you're looking for a good laugh and you got thick skin, I would say that's that's a good show. But emphasis emphasis on the thick skin. Um, <laughs> definitely an offensive show, um, but it's it's all very satirical. Uh, so that that's my go-to. I like nice. it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Favorite food. Favorite food. Um, recently it's gotta be a good steak, honestly. Um, something about it. Cause you know, I, I don't really feel bad eating steak also. Cause I'm like, all right, protein overload. Like we're, we're lit. The gym's going to love me. Um, so yeah, when that, you, that's when you food. buy, when you buy steaks, what cut and like, what, what do you buy? So I normally go for something not as fatty. Um, I don't really remember like the cuts and which ones are, um, you know, which ones fit that build. Yeah. Um, but I, I normally go for something not that fatty. Um, you got to yeah. try the, try the brand. No name, no name steaks. Those are, those are my mm-hmm. favorite. I love those ones. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, for sure. All right. Favorite music. Like what's your go-to music? You're a big music. music. You're a big music guy because of your dad, right? 
I am, yeah. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, my dad plays music for a living. Um, and he's in a, a band called The Obsessed. And it's like really slow, um, you know, grungy guitar and um, singing. Um, so go check him out if you're interested. Um, but yeah, my favorite kind of music, I mean, it's it's got to be rap for the most part. Um, I'm a huge Eminem fan. Um, that's like somebody that will get me fired up at a competition. Um, but other than that, um, I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan. Maybe, maybe a surprise to some, but I got no shame. I love Ed Sheeran. Great artist. Um, and I like a lot of punk as well. So like some old fallout boy, green day, um, blank 182, you know, that kind of, you know, emo ish stuff. Um, that's good stuff right there. I like it. Good deal. And then before yeah. we do fun facts about yourself, we have to ask Jocelyn Oakley's question. She wants us to ask, what's your pet peeve? My pet peeve. Um, that's a good question. For the most part, like people don't really tend to get on my nerves. Um, you know, I'm, I like to think at least that I'm pretty easygoing. Um, but when I was younger, and so I'll say this because this used to be a big pet peeve, but it doesn't happen as much anymore because I'm older and around older people, I guess, is when somebody's trying to get my attention instead of like saying my name or like just using their voice, they come and tap my shoulder a lot. <laughs> like that just used to drive me insane for whatever reason, like just being touched, you know, unconsensually, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, <laughs> That just fair. always bothered me, which I feel like is fair. Fair um, enough. Yeah. And then uh fun fact about yourself that most people won't know. Um hmm, okay. Um I'll say that I'm a I'm a big gamer. Um I love video games. Um I gotta give a shout out to my boy Jordan Rezepka right here. That's my duo, whether it's Call of Duty or Fortnite or you know anything in between that that's my guy me and him always run 2v2s in call of duty um and yeah so i'm a big gamer i love pokemon as well yes no shame shame in that one either i don't know if y'all be able to see this but i just got this card the other day there's like a a pokemon is that lechonk it's definitely lechonk isn't it it it's oink alone lechonk yeah Yeah. aaron's like Um, i hate you guys (laughs) No, I, I, this is cool. Fun fact about Bloomington. So I was just playing Pokemon Go. I just drove into town to go hit some Pokestops. And one of the Pokestops I saw, it was called like the Pokemon Store. And I was like, oh, what? Like, I got to go check that out. And I go in and there's just like this entire store filled with Pokemon cards. Um, They had some like music from the games going on, like the music for the store. So it was just a vibe in there. I loved it. That's cool. I love it. He's big on he Heath is big on Pokemon Go. I haven't quite caught that uh, yet, but yeah, I'm glad you guys are pumped. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I have I have a question for you, um, both of y'all, but I guess specifically Heath. Did you play any of the like games growing up, like on the Game Boy or the DS? All right, this is where like I, we might lose some listeners from this. Like, I still play the games. I have a Switch and I play Scarlet and Violet, dude. Like, dude, I still yes. play them. I'm waiting. Yep. My hope is that when they they just came out with the Game Boy Advanced emulator for the Switch, my fingers are crossed that they announce like they're gonna do like Heart Gold and Soul Silver remakes. So, but yeah, oh yeah, like played played the original ones, Red Blue, all those, and then you got into what was it like Ruby and Sapphire, Silver and yep. Gold. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Aaron's shaking his head and they're like, oh no, we're losing people. <laughs> but yeah, no, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but okay, I, just real quick while we're on it. My first video game ever was Pokemon Leaf Green for the Game Boy Advance. Yes. So it just forever will have a soft spot in my heart. I love it. Dude, that Those well, games are unique for just eating your life away. Yeah, you're right. Yes. So I can't add anything to that conversation, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to try to relate. And, and this probably will come out of left field, uh, but it's me trying to relate. I do play one video game on my phone called Contest of Champions, and it is a Marvel superhero fighting game. Mm. And I've been, I've been playing that game for seven years. So I can relate on the gaming thing, just not the Pokemon thing. 
Uh, we'll get you okay. on it. Don't you worry. We'll get you on the train. Yeah. Dude, cont- hey, contest is so fun. <laughs> so <laughs> fun. Love it. All right. We'll get into our signature questions. Um, next, we don't treat failure like it's a bad thing. Treat failure like an opportunity for growth. So from that perspective, what would you say your favorite failure has been or just your best opportunity for growth? Um, for sure. So I actually mentioned this moment um, just briefly. Um, my favorite failure was in 2017, Junior Nationals. Um, this is something that I definitely don't do now, but I was like before the meet, like looking at like the seedings going into it on dive meets, you can do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I was looking at it and I was like, oh, for my zone score, like I'm seated first, I'm supposed to win the event. And in practice, I was diving great, feeling really good. I was healthy. Um, and I got to the final and was just so amped and went over on every single dive for like fours um, and ended up placing ninth, I think, which was like still, you know, not a bad place, but not where I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, and I remember crying and I'm like 13 years old. And I remember going up to uh, Sergey, um, who helped coach me as well alongside Wes um, when I was growing up. And I like, I remember I said like the F word or something to Sergey and he like, not to him, but just like about the situation. And he like pulled me aside and was like, you don't cuss like on the pool deck, blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, And so I feel like that moment, like really, I learned a lot like about how to carry yourself, um, how to, you know, take better care of your mind and how to be a better competitor. Um, so that was definitely my favorite failure. I think that's probably the single moment that I learned the most from. Cool. Uh, and then we always ask whatever diving arena you come from, how can they improve? I'm going to go NCAA perspective. What can the NCAA do to improve? And then what can either divers or coaches do to improve it? Um, That's a good question. I mean, I, I still consider myself fairly new to the NCAA. You know, I've only been around the circuit one time. Um. I would say maybe if anything is giving some more time in between um, the conference and the zone meets, um, that was just like a really, a really quick turnaround. Um, And especially as I was dealing with, you know, some injuries, it was just really hard. Like after big tens, which was, you know, such a high point and then back to training and right back to zones again, to try to qualify for NCAAs. Um, you know, I just think maybe some more turnaround time would be nice. Um, maybe a little bit longer to rest the mind, rest the body, or even just have some more time to just train, I think would be beneficial. Um, what can the coaches and the athletes do to improve? I, I you know, I don't know. I, I don't have much in that aspect. Um, yeah. I don't really have any complaints about it from that perspective either. So. Awesome. Good stuff. Uh, my last one here is what's your why? What keeps you going in this sport? What's your why? That's a really great question. Um, and that's something that I ask myself a lot. Um, why do I do what I do, whether it's diving or, you know, anything? Um, I would say my why for why I keep diving is, um, might sound cheesy, but it's cause I love it. It's cause I enjoy it. Um, I, I don't think it'll ever get old just being super scared to do a 10 meter dive and you hit the water and you're like, let's go. I did it. And it's even better when you nailed it. Like that feeling of flipping through the air and the adrenaline and the nerves it, you know, I just, I just love that so much. Um, and like my favorite dive to do uh, is just like bouncing on one meter as high as I can just a one one a Cause it's literally just like you're flying. You just kick your heels and just look at the water and just soar through the air. Like that's why I dive for those feelings right there. Just good old fashioned fun, you know, like take the competing out of it, take the training out of it just cause it's so fun to do the flips. Um, that That's why I do it personally. Um, but yeah. That's perfect. All right. Favorite, you mentioned favorite dive. What's your favorite drill? Favorite drill. Um, that's a great question. Um, so this is definitely like a newer answer. Um, but I would say my favorite drill recently is a 202A on the three meter platform. Um, I think it's such a great skill. Um, it, I mean, it's great for your twisters, obviously. I feel like that's what a lot of people use it for. Um, 
It teaches you when you should connect into your twist. It teaches you how to get your arms through on the takeoff, how to keep your body weight over, over on top of the balls of your feet. Um, but it's also, you know, all the same things apply to a back takeoff for a, a 207 or a 205B or something. Um, so I think a 202A is really a super valuable drill. Um, you know, teaches you a lot about takeoffs on platforms. So that's that's my go-to right now. I like it. Best advice given and or received. Um, okay. Uh, best advice I've received. I'll start with this. Um, I got a shout out Wes Matice yet again. Um, and I remember the moment he said this to me. So I touched on this moment again. Um, it was 2018 when I qualified for junior worlds. Um, and going into the last round, my 305 C, you know, I didn't need a huge dive. Um, and Wes said to me right before he goes, Hey buddy, just go up there and do a good one. And if there's the opportunity for a great one, take it. Like, don't go up there and try to do it for 10. Just go try to get a par, land on yep. your head, do a decent dive. Um, and if the opportunity is there to put a flat rip on it, take it. Why not? You know? So, um, and that's something that I kind of try to remind myself a lot now is like, look, I don't need to do this dive for 10s. Just do hit my cues, do a good one. And if there is an opportunity to do a really good one, go for it, you know? Yeah, um, I, I actually really, I love that. That's, that's, I like that advice. Yeah. Yeah. What's the smart guy? Um, <laughs> yes. Um, best advice I've ever given. I don't know. Um, I've, I've given that advice to people before. Um, I coached a little bit like locally, um, like just in my hometown uh, last summer and like kids that were nervous for their competitions or whatever. I would say just go out there and do the dive. Like, just do the dive. If you have the opportunity to do a good one, just do it, you know, but don't go out there and try to be perfect. Um, just do your dive suit, you know, however it goes, it's going to go. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Who would you like to hear us interview next? Um, That's a great question. Um, I would say I really want to, hear what Quinn has to say, Quinn Henninger. Um he although he does not like doing the public speaking um <laughs> or, any, or anything like that. Um but he he just is such a smart guy, such a great athlete. Um I think that would be a valuable uh listen for a lot of people. Um awesome. I think everybody could learn a lot from him. Um so that's that's who I would like to hear interviewed next. All right, we'll work on it. We might have to ask you for some contact to help us out with that one, a connection. For um, sure, I'll push him. All right, and then my last question for you is, what question are Aaron and I not asking that we should be? Um, You know, this is kind of lame, but I don't know if I have an answer to that. Um, I, I really liked all the questions you guys asked. Um, I think some of the controversial ones, like the – the, you know, who would you put in this event? I, th I think those are interesting. Um, one of my like biggest things about diving is that it's like fallen to such a niche. I feel like because, because of its culture, um, whereas like skateboarding or like basketball or something like, it's kind of just like you talk about everybody, you make rankings, you get loud and rowdy and diving is kind of like the opposite of that. You keep it very professional, closed off, um, so that's something that I think the sport um, could change. And I think cliff diving is doing a really great job of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all in all, I mean, you guys ask really great questions. You guys are really fun to listen to, really fun to talk to. Um, so I, you know, no, keep on doing what you're doing is what I'll say. I I'm excited because if you ever make it to the Olympics, I'm going to just look at everyone and be like, hey, you know, I commentated and I had more experience commentating than him at that point in time. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I was better at max at one thing for one event and that was it. And then by the end of the event, he was better than me at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I look back at that moment. That was just so fun. Um, it was, yeah, it was just fun. Like, I just wish they gave us a better vantage point to watch the meet. That's it. Like, that's my only critique. If I could have just watched straight ahead, it would have been the best gig all ever. But it was still. Oh, my gosh. It, that That's yes. And like when we were at the spring nationals, I did it again with uh nick cover yeah I commentated with him but like the only reason i was hesitant to do it is because 
I wanted to enjoy the event yes. instead of sitting on the opposite end of the pool, basically. Yep. Um, where I, you can barely see dives. Well, I agree. You even said that to me. We had asked you to do it a second time. You're like, I just want to watch the meet. And I'm like, I don't blame you. I was like, I would say the same thing. Like, I don't blame you at all. Um, yeah. So I, I love it. Um, you know, just to touch on what Max mentioned, maybe to do a little bit more of Aaron and I are kind of talking about some more rankings episodes. We have some interesting things that we have planned. Um, I, I Aaron, you think we should tell them our one idea? Cause we're going to need coaches to help us with it. Hey, this is partly your podcast All right. too. So even All if right, I'm cool. uncomfortable with it, you're, you're full sense. <laughs> yeah. So, so full disclosure, Aaron is a little uneasy about this idea, but every other sporting institution in the country does like a coach's ranking. And then what they take from that is they'll do like, you know, 30 under 30, you know, the top 30 coaches under the age of 30. So one of the ideas Aaron and I are bouncing around and we want to be clear about this. Aaron and I will not rank anyone. That way our opinion doesn't matter. We want to collect who we think can be some unbiased coaches and people in the diving world to rank coaches. You know, maybe we'll start with college coaches or internet, like, and, and work our way to club coaches, but we think that can be a really cool idea. And uh, if you coaches that do listen to this are interested in maybe helping us with this project, please message us, email us at the um, contacts that Aaron gives you at the end. Um, but from me, we are finishing up the 107B bracket here in the next 48 to 72 hours. I have diving camp going on. So getting Aaron the videos to post uh, is a little busy right now, but we're going to get it done. And um, the next bracket is the 305C on one meter. So Max, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, send us your best 305C on one meter. Right now we only have what Aaron, two female entries and like six men. Yep. So when we're going to go to 16, so the way we're going to do it, so that way our listeners know what the plan is. If we only have six entries for men, all six will get in. And then we will fill the rest of the bracket in with the videos I have record of from Santa Clara diving from video libraries that I've been shared with. Um, and that's where we'll get maybe those crazy, crazy elite ones. Um, but if you want a chance to have your video shown and, and tagged and all that, just send it to us at the diving pod. And, um, we're excited for that. That's the next one. That'll probably start next week when we get the graphics made, but max, thank you so much. I hope you had fun. We're so happy we had you and go kick some butt in Japan with Kaylee. Say it's an honor being on here. Y'all are just awesome. Um, I love what you guys are doing for the sports. So yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, man. Hey, if you're out there listening, hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. Um, we send all of our guests a free t-shirt. So Max will be getting one of those. And that is created by me and my family's business, Cowan Robarts. So if you have an online store or a team that you want custom garments for, I know uh, a lot of people qualify for the national meet in uh, Mission Viejo this year. So if your team wants a national shirt, just uh, hit me up at uh, thedivingpod at gmail.com. I'll be able to hook you guys up, whether it's just a T-shirt or a team thing. It doesn't really matter. I'm happy to help. But um, if you want to see an example of an online store, just go to divingpod.itemorder.com. There's T-shirts, hoodies, hats. Uh, if you feel like you want to place an order, enter DivePod at checkout. That's D-I-V-E-P-O-D at checkout. That gets you free shipping. And uh, yeah, that's all I had. So thanks again, Max. A pleasure. Always fun to chat with you. Um, so yeah. Awesome. We'll see you next time, man.